Hey everyone, before we start this podcast, I just want to say that we recorded this with Lydia a few weeks before the amazing announcement of her pregnancy. And from Girls No Filter, we want to say a massive, huge congratulations. And we love you, girl. We're so excited. Congratulations, Lydia. Congratulations, love. Really happy for you. So let's get into this with the beautiful Lydia Bright. Hey everyone, you're listening to Girls No Filter and this is Jess. I'm here with my besties, Kelly. Hello. And Gabby. Hi. How are we all this week? We're all all right. Yeah, Yeah. we're good. Still standing. We've got (laughs) quite an interesting subject to discuss this week, actually. It's very relatable. So girls, listen in. Basically, it's about, is 30 the new 20? Now, there's a lot of discussion that we've got here on that. We've got a few articles, and this is going to include a very special guest, one of my very dear friends, Lydia Bright. Obviously, she's on tower with me. Um, we're really close, good friends. Our mums are good friends, and I can't wait to hear her opinions. And it'll be quite nice, because obviously we're in our early 30s. She's in her late 20s. She's 28. So, yeah. What's been happening, Gab? How was your day today? Um, It was good. I've had a bit of an enlightening week this week. So I'm reading a book which is called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, I've got it. Not yeah, you've got it. Got Kel, it too. have you read it? Not read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the books that's Gabby's sitting there. Gabby's the book read. reader out of all of us. Yes, and yeah. Jess and I have a lovely collection that's just <laughs> gathering dust. <laughs> dust. Yeah. So I'm trying to give a fuck less about my, <laughs> <laughs> my actions and how they impact other people. So uh, to me, I'm kind of grappling with the idea of, oh, some of this sounds really selfish and rude. And then thinking about just freeing up more mental space in my mind of not worrying about what people think. So I'm reading that. It's really good. I'm not at the end yet. So when I get to the end, I'll give you my conclusions. Can you just tell us a basic thing of it and then we don't need to read the whole thing? (laughs) It's basically about you have a certain number of fucks in your (laughs) mental capacity, right? In your emotional capacity. And you should only dish them out to the things that are going to benefit you in the long run. So stop trying to people please. You've basically. always been about this. I've so always been a people please, and it gives me serious anxiety. But I thought a year ago we got to the bottom of this, and you promised you were going to stop doing that. I've so I've stopped doing it with family, but I haven't stopped doing it with others around me. Like I'm just a general people pleaser, and and even not people pleasing gives me anxiety. So if I know that I've made a decision that's right for me that has pissed someone else off, I will worry about what that person's thinking about me for days and weeks. Mm. It's, it's just funny, how isn't I'm, it? Because you, know, uh, how you, I'm wired. you do stress out about things like that. You are a real people pleaser, but. You don't give a fuck about saying things that might yeah, offend. Yeah, you offend. Like, you, or not you offend, don't hold you, back. You don't when, sugarcoat things, yeah, like you say. You yeah. are the no filter girl, the original, <laughs> you know. Zero filter. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, so it's I, yeah, funny in that it's sense. Weird. That, yeah, you don't hold back when it comes to like giving out advice and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, maybe when I get to the end of it, I'll come up with some conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> why I'm like that. Might be a really um, good therapy session for you. Yeah, might be good. Um, and then the other thing I've done this week is I went to a mental health at work seminar this morning, which was really great, which was run by a lady called Maggie. It was just talking about the the habits that you need to form to ha- take good care of your mental health. And it was talking about the difference between mental health and mental illness. So you should work on your mental health. Anxiety, depression, etc. is a mental illness. I know that sounds... No, no, I totally get it. I think the words mental health, anxiety, depression all get thrown around Absolutely. far too easily in this yeah. day and age. And being yeah. a sufferer of mental illness myself... Mm. 
I get frustrated when I hear that and I think you don't know what you're talking about. You're just having a shit day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you suffer with like a lack of serotonin in your brain or yeah. like actual depression, which you'll know what it feels like because it's yeah. physical pain, mm-hmm. then you can talk about it. But that's yeah. another, that's for another day. But and also what one of the things that really hit home was she talked about stress competitions, which is so hilarious. And I thought I so relate to this. So, you know, when you say I'm really stressed, somebody else will say that they're more stressed. Yeah. Someone else so is true. always more stressed. And she was like, stress competitions are real. They're really unhealthy. And I was absolutely wetting myself in my chair <laughs> thinking of how many occasions I've gone. Yeah. I'm really stressed. Well, you're stressed. Well, I'm stressed about this. <laughs> and it's like this passive aggressive competition. I also think on. it's like you try and make the other person feel better because you're like, oh, no, I suppose you don't. You just want to you want to be like, no, my stresses are worse than yours, actually. Yeah. But yeah. and what she was saying is nobody's stress is worse than anybody else's because it's stress literally is a force of something on material and the strength of the material depends on whether that stress will break it or hold it. And she's like, yeah. you are the material. So it's all relative of to course. everybody. She's like, no one stresses worse than anyone else's. It all depends on the pressure you're getting and how strong you are to fight off the stress or cave and let it in. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, 100%. Like physical stress on something yeah. is the same as emotional stress. So that was really interesting. And she said to come off social and read a book. She was like, come off social and read a bloody book. And I thought, well, I read books, but I don't come off social. So I think I'm going to come off of Instagram for a month and see how it feels. God, did we... Have, this is stressful talking about... I feel like very relevant today's topic. Did we have this much stress when we were in our 20s? Yeah, I think we did. Right, so let's get on to our beautiful guest of the week, the gorgeous and amazing Lydia! Hello. Hello, girls. Hi. And obviously, you know the girls through knowing me. Yes, I do. So we've all met loads of times before. Let's get on. Yeah. Topic of the week, is 30 the new 20? We've got a few questions, Lid, and obviously we can all chip in where, where we think. So the first question, did or do you feel the pressure to be in a serious relationship in your 20s slash early 30s? I do think that you do. I do think my sister is 30 next year and a lot of our friends are settling down. I've got five pregnant friends at the moment. Oh my no God. way. Five. 27th, I'm throwing a pregnancy party for five of my friends. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Instead wow. of five separate baby showers. Five, yeah, f- exactly. It's basically like five baby showers in one because there's so many of them. Oh, that's like that would only be good for everyone because let's be honest, baby showers are fucking boring. Well, yeah. I was about to say the same thing, but oh. then I remember we've got a pregnant woman sitting at the table. Oh, no. Okay, so I didn't. Not, no baby shower for me, please, oh, girls. I've, so never, boring, I've never been they? to one before, oh, and then it's like it's like lucky. it's like one after the other now. And I've never like I've only had one of my friends get married, and now I've got two weddings this year. So it's all starting to happen. Yeah. I feel like now it's like yeah, our ball's setting. obviously rolling. We've got one girl with two little babies. One girl's just had a baby, and Kelly's now pregnant. So. Yeah. The ball is the ball's rolling. coming your way, girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that time. <laughs> and I do think that you do feel the pressure a little bit. I think I'm not really feeling it so much, but my, my sister definitely is. Do you think things have changed? Things have definitely changed, though. Like obviously, my mum was married at 23. Um, my mum's still ain't married. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mom, do you know what I think? It, I think oh, maybe I don't feel it as much. And my sister is a little bit, but 
I think my mum's very much, she's very hippie and like my mum's never got married to my dad and mum had her first kid at 30. And I don't know, I, I, think, it, I think the average age of somebody having a kid in yeah, the UK is 30, late 20s, isn't it? 30s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I Googled this the other day with um, getting anxiety about my age, about having babies. I think it's 28. I think it's still under 30. What, that's the average age? I think it's the average age now. I think it's 28 what or 29. What about in London? Because I bet it will jump yeah, up all Yeah, it'll jump up in London. A 36-year-old had a baby, a 40-year-old had a baby. Like my it's mom funny, it's, it's kind of what you look out for though I think partly Maybe. isn't it it's like you cling to certain things and you think yeah like you're you're sort of googling it and looking for mm. it Gab and you do I, sort like of I've grown up with pick f- up on those stories don't you yeah, yeah. You probably listen out for them more but I've grown up with a family obviously and all my aunts and uncles all got married in their 20s and are all still together so I mm. feel like I have definitely grown up with that pressure but I remember saying to my mum every single week I was like I'm going to travel the world and get married when I'm 30 and for the last three years I've basically shot myself in the foot because I was like it's never going to happen now I've jinxed myself <laughs> but it's no, definitely like... different nowadays isn't it my parents got married when my my mum was 19 when they got married and I think that God. was kind of the norm like yeah. it wasn't that mm. young back then but I think that life's evolved now isn't it there's so many more opportunities that are out there for women Absolutely. there's so many things you can travel and like back when I was younger I always thought I was going to be a young mum I always yeah. thought oh my god I'm going to have three kids by the time I'm 25 but I never actually like this when I was like 15 14 this is what I used to think but I never never actually used to think about, oh, at this age, I want to have a house. At this age, I want to have a business. And as I grew older, I thought, right, no, I want to have a property at this age. I want to travel to these countries. I want to open my own business. And those just became more important for me than having And not just more important, but a foundation for when you do have kids. Exactly. I want to be a good representation to my kids. So I want to make sure that my life is all sorted. So I'm not seeing the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, girls, that women have it harder than men when it comes to achieving things by a certain age because of their biological clock. So you think it holds people back? Settling down, having babies, but also your career. I think that naturally women do feel it, but I don't think that we should because of then it it just makes it harder meeting people as well. If you're like, oh my God, Mm. I've got to do this. That's such an off put to men. Yeah, Yeah, it does. I think we shouldn't put all our pressure and happiness into finding the one. Do you know what I mean? I just think... You don't. I don't think we should... I don't think that should be the be and end of everyone's life of of finding the one and having kids. I mean, if I get to 40 and I I still haven't found the one and I still haven't had kids, that's fine. I'll adopt my own kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's the be and end of... Actually got to a point a little while ago when I looked I said to you like all you girls I was like let's be honest what are the odds that I'm now at the age of 32 33 going to bump into the absolute man of my dreams that's going to change my life that I'm going to actually change my life for because he's that perfect for me the, the chances are so slim it just so happens that I've been set up and you know fingers crossed it's going that way but I it is it is and I thought to myself well do you know what Jess if you don't, you don't. Yeah. It's not like you're not, you don't have a fun life. You know, I've done well for myself. I've got my dog. Like I have a great life. Like I, th- I actually thought to myself, is it the be all and end all? No. no. Absolutely If you not. date and get in relationships, having the big fairy tale wedding, yes, has always been a dream, but it's really not the be all and end all. What's, what's most important is your happiness. It's not the be all and end all, Absolutely. but unfortunately, we do, as women, have a biological clock. And I don't want to be sitting here preaching because I'm now pregnant, but because what, like, if had I not fallen pregnant and, you know, had it happened later in life or not happened for me then yes my life would have taken a different path but 
that does put pressure on us women. Like we can't. No, but say I it actually doesn't. thought. I actually thought to myself, well, if you don't have kids, Jess, you don't have kids. Yeah. Everything's got later, but then we've got to remember as well that like we're living longer now as well, so we don't have mm. to rush things. Like my nan had three kids at twenty-one, but her her mum died at like fifty-six, yeah. and that was all very common yeah. then. Like, we don't have to rush things as much as our grandparents yeah. did because we are living a lot longer. Science has evolved in terms of medication and things. So, yeah. like, and and yeah, moving out of a home. Like I know we live like suburb of London, but majority of my friends, and I'm guessing your friends, don't move out until late twenties and thirties yeah. and things. So it's like, why are we going to have a baby? Like, do you know what I mean? At like in our teenage years or in our early twenties and risk like and living at home with your parents. You know what I mean? I think if you can wait and do it when you're financially stable, Absolutely. you're in a house and stuff like yeah. that. Then then why wait? Let's not put pressure on ourselves. Yeah, completely agree with you, Lid. Talking about dating and men, what do you prefer dating older or younger men? Is that experience of both? I've had experience of both. I've only ever dated older guys, but now I'm getting older. I just think younger, they've got less baggage. <laughs> you know what? I've attracted oh, really? the younger ones in the last few years and I was finding it hard to get with anyone older than about 26. I think that was like the max. Because you didn't fancy them or because they weren't available? Bit of both. Mm. Yeah, like And I where just, you were meeting them and who yeah, you were attracting, I think. I was going out and where I was going, it was younger guys opposed to older guys, which I suppose is natural. And I've met someone actually that's now, he's 36, he's older. I was introduced to him through someone, which I think is another really good way of meeting someone. So if ever you can match make, do it and never hesitate because you never know it could work i I married my setup you did you you, yeah yeah her husband works with our best friend really how about you gabs younger but you know george through my mum was his was his mum's best friend from school yeah yeah so yeah another link yeah i've dated older guys i'm married to a younger guy and how i don't know because i'm thinking back to my serious boyfriend before george who will remain nameless he was older, a lot older, and George is 28 million times more mature than he could ever have been. So I think, to me, it doesn't really matter. It's dependent on the person, I think. I think naturally women do get attracted to older guys growing up because of we mature a lot yeah. quicker yeah. than guys do. So when we're younger, when we're like, I don't know, like 18, an 18-year-old boy compared to an 18-year-old girl are just like worlds apart. But as yeah. you get older, I think they're kind of the line. Yeah. Yeah. When you bit. get to like my age, for some reason, the younger guys love it. They, The younger guys prefer an older woman now. For Mature some lady. They do, don't they? An experienced Maybe lady. Maybe better, yeah. better in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think that is what they think. So and I think, do you know what I think it is as well? As we get older, we get more confident. Absolutely. Like, if That's I think about me when I was 18, I was actually really shy. Like, I was watching, like, reruns of Towie and I thought, I weren't bloody speaking. Oh, Lid, I, I was so quiet and I was so shy. Like, now I'm so confident in who I am this and is what I'm so I'm saying secure. When I say about the 30s is the new 20, I know you're not quite 30 yet, but you're, you're coming up to the age... I personally think it so is. Like I've, yeah. I've certainly felt in my skin more. I'm more confident. I'm, and I don't really care what people think as exactly much. Whereas in my twenties, my head was all over the place, especially mm. mid twenties. I didn't know who I was. Didn't know what I wanted. Now I know exactly what I want and what I don't want. And I feel yeah. like, by at the age of thirty as well, you've kind of like made this like great life for yourself. Like or like, you know, I'm twenty eight and I just feel like you know I've got everything set up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you've yeah. like you've had the time. You've to got your get home where you want to be. exactly. Like you're securing your job. You just feel like you're not like waiting for anything. Let's 
so most important things we look for in a man, has that changed from when we were 22 to now our ages now? Yeah, of course mm. it has. It must have, hasn't it? I mean, I didn't really used to look for anything. No. <laughs> I never really had any. Anyone, had, anyone who had me. <laughs> I used to fall in love like that. I'd go faces on a Friday and on a Sunday I was planning the wedding. I mean, yeah. I was not picky at all. Not that I was like, slept around or anything like that. Let's clear that up. But, you know, like, just like, I'd fall for anyone. You know, I used to yeah. fall. And then as I got older, I just thought, I find it really hard falling for someone. But no, when you're younger, yeah. it's so easy Filling to in and out of relationships, didn't you? Yeah. Like, I went from one relationship to another, like, literally knew, so easy. Because you knew it was going to be, like, it was disposable. You weren't yeah. going to end up marrying this person. And you suddenly turned to, like, I think, like, a around 28 obviously I've been with George since I was 23 but I can imagine yeah. you get to that age you're like right this is serious shit now the yeah. next person <laughs> is probably who I'm going to settle down with yeah. you suddenly come up with this list of attributes like right he needs to be X, Y, Z, A, B, C and then and really dismissive as well they oh, do yeah. that one thing and you're like yeah. oh so cringy yeah, yeah, that's that's it, it. I, I didn't like his you're fingernails out. I'm not going on yeah. a second date with him my mum's but... like that so my mum is like dating and she will literally <laughs> she? yeah so she's not with anybody at the moment I'm like encouraging her to to go out and date she's still got a thing about online dating she doesn't like it but I'm like mum get with the times and she'll come back and go he had a long little finger now to be fair that's the the next thing should be like one of his teeth was rotten what? How did you see one of his teeth? Oh, I yeah, could just you can't. tell his breath smelt. I'm like, okay, mum. Yeah, but so that's like, fair that's enough. That's fair enough. And then she says to me, do you think I get to my age and can't make decisions like this? I don't want someone with long fingernails and bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> mum, okay, I understand it. Yeah, no, good I think her. you get yeah. less tolerant, don't you? Definitely <laughs> as you get older. older. Yeah, because so you've got your set, you're setting your ways at that point. Yeah. You, you've got your life together. Like, and you've so dated. for someone to come in and change that, yeah. they've got to be bloody You're not dating for like anyone else anymore. You're literally dating for you so yeah. like you know when you were younger you used to date yeah so that everyone else thinks oh yeah like she's with the hot guy or you yeah, know like yeah. for the guys to think yeah she's like the popular girl that's yeah that and I'm I think dating, you hit but... our age as well, where you've you've dated enough guys to know what you don't like. No, you do you know what I mean? You've you've tried every hair colour. You know? yeah. You've bit, tried every one... job occupation. And you're just thinking, no, that didn't work with him. Yeah. They tried every penis size. Exactly. You know what one fits. Literally. Yeah, literally. But like I always say to you, if you meet a guy, I personally think, and you're saying he doesn't hit this. I always say this to you, yeah. Jess. He doesn't hit that attribute. Then the you're not into him. <laughs> that's very important if doesn't hit that get rid but um, if you're like he doesn't hit this on my list and he's not for you because like, I always say to Jess when you like are just when someone's right for you the list disappears yeah so much like, you when are George, very dismissive yeah I know Jess's the list is etched in her brain yeah. like it's but she's and, terrible and your new fella does tick most things on your list does he yeah he does I'm not going to list them all. You are very, very dismissive. I can't believe you are even questioning that now. No, because I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think. I think when you meet, you know, (laughs) a potential one, the list kind of just you don't really. You rip it up and burn it. You know what I'm saying? It isn't so much as that the list have got have these current attributes, but I just think as you get older, you get more picky, and you kind of think like unless it's like you see someone, you're like oh, like and you get like the butterflies things, which don't come around as often as you get older. Yeah. Then you kind of I'm very dismissive unless I'm yeah, like this instant the thing. I didn't have the instant necessary like tingles in this he's definitely listening to that actually because he's already said to me when's that dating one coming out <laughs> oh, God. can't wait to listen I'm like I'm sure oh, we'll all be in trouble at no. some point over these last podcasts yours is a great one <laughs>
Um, I do think you you drop the screening process though, right? The yeah, older you get. You so when you're younger, you see someone hot, you're like, lovely, I'm going in and then I'll find out his attributes yeah, tomorrow yeah. morning. Whereas now <laughs> you're like, what's this picture like? What does he do? Has he got this? Does he do that? And then you, you're like, I'm not even going on a date with him because I don't like X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, don't I you feel don't. like you don't... You, but I kind of get that because you don't want to waste time. But then you've got to be careful because someone you think might not be for you, like I probably did can be everything in the end. Like, exactly. Precisely. Yeah, but I ain't got time to mess around with people that are maybes, <laughs> if they're maybes. Oh, well, no, I, I think me, you do, you've got to just date like lots of people. And I, I do <laughs> yeah. think... At one time. It is process of elimination. We've said this before, and I'll yeah. say it again. Like, you know, okay... You need okay, to get out there and get on the wagon, and then Yeah, the okay, date, I'm not saying about having relationships with these people, but at least to have first dates with a lot of them, and then you can rule them out after that. Oh, I've got that. a really good question, right? It says, have you, well, we've written some down and this is one of them. Have you ever experienced someone wanting to date you to further their own careers? Well, recently me and Lydia had like literally the funniest situation. What? I can't even think. So we were out and there was this guy there and he got my number and he started messaging me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It oh got, my god! It, yeah, yes, I know it what got you're in the about. press, and we were like, "How did that happen? Like, who the who the hell sold that to the press?" She was yeah. like, "I reckon it was him," and I was like, "I really don't think it was." Anyway, a little while later, I stopped messaging him back. I can't remember why. I think I just wasn't interested. <laughs> was he in the public eye as well? Yes, yeah. he was in the public eye. He then slid into Lydia's DMs. Yes. <gasps> bearing in mind we <gasps> met him on the same no. night. Yeah, yeah, we I went did together say, all night long. As soon as that surfaced to the press, I did say it was him, and you were like, "No, he's not that kind of guy." And I was like, mm. "You've known him twenty four hours." Yes, yeah, he's even. that kind of guy. <laughs> Um, oh. So yeah, like, I will show so you the exact DM. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell you who it is, but like, that's one example that he was obviously trying to like kind of raise his profile. Oh, Not I to say that me and Lydia are necessarily fucking A-list celebs, <laughs> but, yeah, we are but, but, <laughs> but we are. I'm joking. I'm joking. But we were bigger than he was. <laughs> <laughs> 1.4 million babes. Yeah, he didn't have a profile at all by the sound of it. No, not really. I don't think he was verified yet. <laughs> he wasn't a blue tick. Yeah. I got, I got a blue tick. But yeah, right, he said in the DM, he said something like, what did he say? <laughs> I missed yes. that. What did you say, girl? She said, he ain't got a blue tick. I ain't sucking his dick. <laughs> sorry, it arrived. I had to take the chance. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you are going to get in trouble, Gav. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> George, I don't mean it. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think George even knows what a podcast is, does he? He hasn't even got not. Instagram, has he? Thank he God. Know which I love. Do you know what? George not having Instagram probably keeps me sane a lot of the time. Oh, 100%. I'd love even that. Even though it doesn't stop his mates from screenshotting Instagram girls and sending them around in his group chat on a regular basis. Which Gabby regularly checks. <laughs> yeah, which I regularly read through when he's asleep. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I find it quite unattractive if boys really into Instagram. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Me? No. Can't bear it. I think post like... once a month and we do doing selfies. I find I that very unattractive. So Me too. Sexy if a man isn't bothered about Instagram, mm, I yeah. think it's so sexy. Me, Me too. too. And what I love about George is he's really switched on with things like that. So he'll literally look at something and go, oh, she's airbrushed and photoshopped up to the max. Like, he's really... And I'm like, <laughs> is yes, that what you've drilled right. into him, yeah. though, Gav? No, like, literally, he's been over his shoulder yeah. telling yeah. him that. Can you imagine me? That I'm means you're like, oh. a secret model. She's a size 18 in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Oh, yeah. It is nice. It doesn't have that. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I saw a really interesting article the other day. It's, have you heard of TED Talks? Yeah. A lady called Dr. J, I think she's American, and she really strongly quite argues against 
30 being the new 20. She, in fact, says 30 is not the new 20. She says 20-somethings are damaging future career and relationships by treating that decade as downtime before real life begins. So she feels that when you tell a 20-something that they've got 10 more years to figure their lives out, you know, when you're like, you're 22, don't worry about it, worry about it when you're 32, you're in effect, she quotes, robbing that person of his urgency and ambition. Since all the pressure is being taken off people in their 20s, a huge amount is being transferred to those in their 30s who suddenly have to find a partner, decide on the city to live in, build a career and have children all in a short period of time. She thinks, <laughs> this makes me laugh, the best time to start working in your marriage is before you have one. Oh, and she basically, the time to start picking your family is now, she advises 20-somethings. <laughs> I mean, Meg sounds about like that? such a bore. <laughs> she is a fun sponge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she, she, she's making it really sound like by us even making this podcast, calling it, you know, 30s is the new 20s, we're encouraging people to have this shift. But we're merely acknowledging that there is a shift. It's actually, not... I think she's so wrong because she's like yeah. saying that actually what you do is you learn so much about yourself in your 20s, in your 20s and make the mistakes that by the time you're 30, you can choose a partner with the right kind of brain and what you, you want to... learn and apply yeah, the mistakes, and, yeah. you know, you can try out this, that, live your life, do everything else. And then by the time you're 30, you can know right now, now I can, you know, purchase a house. I've built a life for myself. No and one's saying like, piss about plus, 10 years. Who can even yeah. afford to buy a house now, like early Under, 20s? Yeah. You know, those things have changed. Like, it's it's so much more difficult for us to get on the property ladder. You know, we don't want to settle down because we've got more choice. We've got more opportunities to do things. And people are more interested in building a career and, and doing things for them personally before they then settle or, yeah, like try and go out and find a a life partner or whatever. But also, yeah. you're, you're such a long time settled. Like, if you were to start looking for it in your 20s, you come out of school at 18, you would have two years to have fun, enjoy yourself, before you got to get serious. Like, 12 years from 18 to 30 is a very short amount of time in your life in comparison to if you got married at 30, 30 to, like... 70, 80 from when you're married, that is such a large proportion of your life. So why not give yourself 12 years yeah. just to find like yourself yeah. and basically travelled the world yeah. and I'm doing that and like had a fucking blast doing it. Yeah, the 18 to 30 is like the most, like the biggest transformational period yeah. of your entire life. They're the memories that you're going to remember forever. And we're Absolutely. not saying like sit at home and don't get a job no. and stuff like that. It's no. got, you've got to have a balance. Obviously, you've got to be out earning money to be able to do amazing things and make amazing memories. But I yeah. think between those ages, don't like bog yourself down too much with no. like like growing up and no. having all these responsibilities. I turned Just... to my mum at 25 and I said, mum, I can't bear my job in marketing that I got my degree in. All I want to do is sing and go on auditions and I can't do it because they won't let me. She said, Jess, you've got no bills to pay. Quit your job and go and live your dream. Mm. What did I do? Did it six months later. I got on TOWIE. Obviously, I've built a great life and, you know, I do great things off the back of it and I've made it like... Yeah. But well, there that's are... the other thing. Who who knows what they want to do when they leave school at 18? I didn't. I, You know, I signed up to university. I knew I wanted to do something in fashion. But I then spent five years of further education trying things out and I had jobs like left right and center to earn money so that I could you know do fun things in the meantime but and and go away and travel and then I lived in Hong Kong for a bit and and I experienced life but I didn't feel like I needed to within my 20s start my career no which you know can I just say what her last 
the comment is. She goes, 30 is not the new 20, so claim your adulthood, get some identity capital, use your weak ties and pick your family. Good luck to your children, Dr J. Yeah, yeah. Dr Meg J from Virginia. We do not agree. No. Yeah. Right, well, thank you so much, Lydia, for coming in. You've been insane. Is that the end? Nearly, but oh, before, you so fun. before you go, I want to hear all about your podcast. Can <gasps> we please have an insight to the Brights podcast? Because I'm obsessed. Okay, so the Brights. <laughs> As usual, no, I'm from a very crazy, mad family. So we just came up with this idea to do the first ever reality show in podcast form <laughs> amazing so i mean we talk about all sorts it's really hard to pinpoint because every week it's different i mean majority of the time we're talking about the, like normal things like how the dog shit on the kitchen <laughs> or like my dad's been down the pub too long and but it's just really fun it's really upbeat we talk about the fostering as well so we're just about to start recording series two so it's basically just reality show form so what will happen is we normally record on a Sunday. So the team will come, we'll be mic'd up. They'll The sound guys will kind of sit in another room. And then the whole of Sunday, we just kind of get on with what we want to get on with, which is like our family day anyway. We always spend Sunday together. So mum normally does like, I want to say a Sunday roast, but she's really not that domesticated. <laughs> a Sunday fish finger and chips and beans. <laughs> and we're all sit around the table and like we just chat about like what's happened that week and all the gossip and my nan pops in sometimes. She's hilarious because love her to bits, but you know, she's getting old. It's like the early signs of Alzheimer's is coming in. She like repeats herself constantly. <laughs> is that your mum's mum or your my dad's mum? My mum's mum, yeah. Repeats herself constantly. She has the most <laughs> randomest things, you know, like you'll be sitting there and all of a sudden she'll just like pop up with like the I most... I love her, but she's so posh. She, yeah, is but, she? No, but mm. she isn't. My... <laughs> oh no, she Does she isn't? have a podcast voice? Right, my... No, but she no, she puts she puts on this voice, but my, my my grandma, her and her five siblings lived in a two bedroom council flat in Walthamstow, right? <laughs> but you would never think it because my great aunt, when she answered the phone, she used to go, "Hello, Doris Lambert." Like she was <laughs> and my grandma, Maury, Hi, she's in bouquet. Yeah, yeah, my grandma is like. Oh, hello, darling, Maureen. And like, anyone would think she's out of Chelsea. She's <laughs> from Walthamstow. <laughs> she's as East End as it gets. Yeah. But she tries to be all prim and proper and she always like gives my mum a like, slap on the wrist for like, you know, saying water <laughs> instead of water. And it's, um, yeah, it's all very funny. It's just comical. We just have such a laugh. And we don't, do you know what it is? I don't realise that it's funny when we're recording it because of everyone's just so funny in their own right, but that's just their personality. Yeah. But when you listen to it back, it just all comes together and it's... <laughs> There's nothing like the family kind of dynamics, is there? Yeah. I think, especially in this day and age, people are loving that whole. You know, it comes from the Kardashians, and Tal yeah. obviously had a lot of family stuff in it. People can relate to it, so it works. But also, as well, there isn't a lot of families that are out there like ours, like that are like so that tight are knit. <laughs> no, but Joking. that's so tight knit. Like it's a very like Essex yeah. thing culture that our families are super close. Maybe yeah. because we are all from the East End, and it's like that. Like, but outside of Essex, like a lot of people aren't like what we're like. like. I live on the same road as my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, my nan, and my mum lives on the road parallel. <laughs> yeah. No but, way. Yeah, but like, but like, isn't always like that. Like. And Is my mum and Debbie getting married on this series. My mum and dad are getting married this year, yes, yeah, so there's gonna be oh! loads of talk about it in series oh, so They've been wonderful. together forty years. Forty. Oh, wow. Never got married. Forty years, never got married. Are all the kids' bridesmaids and stuff. 
Yeah, I think so. But you know, unorganised. My mum is nothing's organised yet. So, <laughs> so how old are your parents? So my mum is fifty-eight and my dad's sixty-two. So maybe fifty is the new thirty. Yes. yes. Nice. Good point, yes. Kel. And on that uh, note, I to conclude would say that the, the last five years of my life I'm now 33 have definitely been a pinnacle in terms of shaping my future like I've made massive decisions in those years when it comes to my career my home life living and actually you know potentially choosing a life partner and I didn't leave it too late I've had an absolute ball in the same time and my personal advice would be don't panic about it when it happens it happens and in the meantime go out and have the best life ever because you only live once absolutely and use your 20s to experiment and find out what you want if you want to go into a career you think you want to go into at 21 and actually think at 23 oh shit this isn't what I want to do that's the time to chop and change yeah even uh, at 28 or 29 you want to change it up and you, and you haven't got a boyfriend really, you're panicking it? do not panic like yeah. everyone's different but I ultimately want to say don't anyone panic in your 20s thinking that you, your career or your home life or your future husband isn't around because yeah. it will work out don't do what Dr J says and pick your family at 20 for God's sake <laughs> no oh, God, I, I'd end up, I, let me tell you now if I did that I'd have ended up with an absolute nightmare of a future so <laughs> yeah, exactly. thank God I didn't imagine. me too sister <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but ultimately yeah I think the shift is getting later 30 is the new 20, 40 is the new 30, 30. whatever, <laughs> you know. As we're getting older, we're actually feeling younger. So, yeah. I, I think, think we all look better now than we did. Oh I mean, my God. Jesus, look at us at 20 odd, 21, 22. Oh, yeah, but Marilyn Monroe haircut and I was as white <laughs> as Casper. I don't know what I have. <sighs> but when we look back, I always think this, when we look back in 10 years' time at us now, we go, God, what are we wearing? Like, Do you think we will? I, I don't know. Yeah, because I saw a oh, picture yeah, the other day and I was like, my eyebrows, I never had any. And then I think in 10 years, we're going to look at think, oh my God, look at them bloke brows. Yeah. yeah, they'll probably be thin eyebrows will be back again. They but will. I do think you get your sense of style and identity like late yeah. 20s, early 30s. Oh, you know what suits you. You know what you can and can't if wear. You kind of give up on the trends that you wish you could. I always just put something on because it was in fashion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or because I liked the colour of it. Now I dress for me yeah. and my shape. Exactly. And, and it has been in the last few years that I've realised that. Yeah. yeah. God forbid that the uh, thin brows do come back because I've got <gasps> tattoo. Or the bush comes back. You know, like, <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no one wants to see the bush. Been lazy. I've I've been lazy. I don't think the bush is ever going to come <laughs> no, back. No. It no. might do. Maybe it has, and we don't know. And we're Actually, all no, it's it. I think, well, but there are people who are waving the flag for the bush. Bringing back the bush. Aren't there? Yeah. There are pe- a lot of people. They're making who... a stamp on it, aren't they? But what yeah. do we think about the underarm hair, though? Is it's that ever acceptable? No, it's not acceptable, not is it? It's it's really just, I think it's just quite masculine, and I get that women, you know, shouldn't and have to shave. And Actually, male and female are different for two reasons, that physically attractive in certain ways for the sex they are. And yeah, it's just yeah. a bit rank, really. Spirit, Surely the it? smell as well sticks to the hair. That's what I mean. Yeah. I reckon it's yeah. I'm sure you would get Bobby Orange more from having hairy armpits. You would. Yeah. yeah, you totally would. Oh, Bobby no. Orange. That That's was my code Bobby name, Orange Bobby Orange. Yeah. Is it? Like, yeah. I used to call Bobby Orange and then Bobby Orange was B.O., yeah, and I used to call Blowjobs Billy Johnson. And then... <laughs> I know someone called... That, that, that's yeah. my cousin's name, Billy Johnson, and, and that was my code word and James once said it on Towie and my cousin <laughs> <laughs> got ripped. No. That was my little code word, yeah, Billy Johnson. So We have a code word which is CC, which What's means that? is the coast clear, which means do we have any bogeys up our nose? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So we just but go now, CC? You yeah, just yeah. told just the world. world. So uh, next time you hear us say CC in a club, let us know if we've got a bogey up our nose. Be kind, people, be kind. <laughs> <laughs>
we've got any other code words? I don't think we should tell it. No, but we had our own language either, guys, didn't we, no, at school? Yeah. But didn't we, we do have move away, move away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go What's there. That uh, yeah. When you fart. Only yeah. applies to Gabby. Bloody <laughs> yeah. cheek. I it doesn't. Unicorns and um, <laughs> glitter only comes out of my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, I think we should say goodbye. Lydia, thank you. You've been amazing. Yeah, thank, thank you, Lydia. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lydia. I've loved it. This is Girls No Filter. I hope you've enjoyed it and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 